0: But it was here. It was all right here. There, there was a techno dance club. Stan, you need to lay off the cops here, right? Seriously. I'm worried about you, man. Oliver!
1: I thought you ran away all those months ago. Sydney, Willie! Carlos!
0: I want to thank you so much for bringing everybody here. Oh, there you are, dude. How's it going? I'm super. Thanks for asking. It looks like now my work here is done. Goodbye, Stanley. Peace be with you. Wow. You guys, you guys, I can do it. Do what? Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Do-do-do-do-do. No! Ah! Kick ass.
2: Welcome to Going Down to South Park, the podcast where we have ourselves a time. This week we are here to review the fourth episode of the first season. It is Big Gay Al's Big Gay Boat Ride. I'm Dando. I am Guy, Big Guy Owl, you might say. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> and uh, how happy am I to be here? I'm super. Thanks for asking.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, this, this review is going to be just super, isn't it? <laughs> it, it
1: is going to be just super. But I was surprised at uh, not how much, how, how funny I found this, but also how sweet. I found this is a very yeah. Uh, it's a very heartwarming episode in a lot of ways. I think you
2: hear the title "Big Gay Hours, Big Gay Boat Ride," and if you're not a South Park fan, you you sort of think, okay, <laughs> this is just gonna be them poking fun at homosexuality. It's <laughs> yes. actually the it's actually the opposite. It is them encouraging tolerance of homosexuality. Oh yeah, I mean, this is an incredibly
1: open-hearted and toler and and tolerance-affirming episode uh, from uh, our pals Matt and Trey. And also just jam-packed with a lot of, shall we say, politically incorrect laughs, usually at the expense of characters who are close-minded or just a bit ignorant. (laughs) So you you get to have your cake and eat it too in a lot of ways.
2: To be encouraging homosexuality or encouraging tolerance of homosexuality, in 1997 on a TV show, particularly an animated show, that's a pretty huge deal. I know The Simpsons did it about six or so months earlier with Homophobia. Mm-hmm. Where John Waters came on and appeared on The Simpsons, and that was a big deal at the time. But I think these guys, uh, like with uh, with South Park, Trey and Matt, took it one step further. It wasn't just Homer understanding and sort of somewhat accepting homosexuality. This was them. This was them saying, "Hey, it's actually normal. It's not. Yeah, yeah. You don't just have to accept it. It shouldn't even be treated differently. It's just they're just people yeah. like you and I. It's, everyone's the same."
1: Look at the very least tolerate, but really just embrace it. There are people whose uh Lifestyles and orientations swerve differently from yours. So
2: what? Roll with it. Dig it. Give me a hug. It also, it was a great uh, B plot as well. I love the fact that the, you know the we treat star athletes better because they're better people. That whole oh yeah the way that the the, the, the the macho aspect of that combined with the big Al story as well. I just thought and they meshed them so perfectly. I thought it was fantastic. It just
1: there. let just indicates what great storytellers Parker and Stone are. How they're able to yeah mesh these two things bring them together in such a way that uh, it feels subtle but also obvious at the same time. Yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed pretty much everything about this episode. It's it's hard to sort of uh, find too much fault with it.
2: It's it's incredible that they got George Clooney on and he just voiced a dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apparently that uh, rubbed a few people at Comedy Central uh, the wrong way. They thought, oh, we're getting a George Clooney guest star. We can really promote the hell out of this. And it's woof, woof.
2: That's it. That's- but in retrospect, it's fantastic. Because he was one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. So it's like, yeah, you're not going to be George Clooney, you're going to be a barking homosexual dog. No. Yeah. And what I, what, I, what I loved was how Cartman always used the term a gay homosexual. homosexual. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember the first, yeah, just the first time he says it in the episode, I'm like, well, that's very much a Cartman thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> also, we get uh, Mr. Garrison here. They completely tipped it on the head I, I didn't expect it when he goes he's come to the right person to discuss this and then he vents about how much he hates gay people I was like ah oh. so clearly he's in the closet and doesn't want to come out so they added that extra layer to his character as well that sort of classic
1: uh, self-loathing homosexual kind of deal yeah that uh, can be a staple in um in art and sometimes in
2: life as well yeah, props to uh Parker and Stein for not sort of shying away from that as well I love that this also has the first appearance from Jesus. And the best part about it is that he has his own TV show on public access television.
1: <laughs> I always get a kick out of Al whenever he's back from commercial or just starting his show is like, yay, yeah, it's Jesus and Pals.
2: Or yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he's just got that lovely public access kind of t- um uh kind of voice, that kind of delivery. It's just very, very measured. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs>
2: What was your favourite moment from the episode? I'll tell you what. I.
1: There was one bit that, and there's a lot that I enjoyed in this, but there was one bit that just made me not just laugh, but legitimately cackle, um, mm-hmm. where Stan has uh, finally encountered Big Gay Al's Big Gay Animal Sanctuary. Did I get Big Gay Owls, Big Gay Animal Sanctuary? Yes. Yeah,
2: that's yes, that's a, correct. Not, yes. It's
1: not a tongue twister, but there's a lot going on there. And he's meeting all the uh, all the gay animals there, and he meets a big gay lion. I know <laughs> it's mine too. Yes, Row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it? <laughs> Roar. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I. This is how I said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's literally what what my laugh sounded like when that happened. It was uh, just so... And it's so understated as well. It's, not, it's yeah. just a little bit there. If you're not paying attention, you miss it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, so I love that. I'm a big fan of chef's
1: songs and how we yep. can sort of turn any occasion for a life lesson into a sex jam. Uh, just the line, be naughty with the football. <laughs> 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 uh, but probably not quite my favourite part, but... A real highlight was that over the closing credits, you've got a bit of uh, Now You're a Man, uh, the uh, the theme song from the Parker Stone movie, Orgasmo, uh, yeah. which is just, you can, we all know that Parker and Stone are great sort of songwriters, they're music theatre aficionados and all that, but I think they're also just a fan of really cheesy, like, 80s music that you find on 80s action movies or teen comedies or whatever, and this is just a real riff on that with the, how it just degenerates into nonsense or sort of just sounds. You know, it starts with yeah. "Now you're a man," but then it goes "Man." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Adore it! I love it! Love it! Love and it! You, you pointed out how they're great songwriters. I thought it's okay to be gay. That song, mm. it was just pure Matt and Trey. It was so fun. It was uplifting. It was such a yeah. great tune. Yeah, and you know, take.
1: I'm surprised they haven't been cancelled by Disney yet. Much like Dando was. You know, for you know, riffing, <laughs> riffing on it's a small world after all. But yeah, putting their putting the big gay Al spin
2: on it. Yeah, lovely, lovely stuff. What did you enjoy? Mine was the the, the, the lion, oh. and I also I also really enjoyed the uh, the bullies, like <sighs> the, the, just the, the design of them. <laughs> yeah. Do we ever know those guys' names? I'm not too sure. We will eventually on am ship. I'm, assuming, I'm sure we the... will,
1: but yeah, this was the first appearance of the... <laughs> That's gay.
0: <laughs> okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard.
2: All right, it's time for trivia for Big A's Big A Boat Ride. Take it away, Mr. Davis. What do you got? Do you remember the number on Cartman's football
1: jersey? Oh, I'm going to say 15. It's very close to a number that makes people laugh for no reason whatsoever.
2: So 68? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there was a joke there that he wanted to be 69 and they took it out. <laughs> I imagine it's one of Kenny's sort of... <laughs> lines. Yeah. My first question is what number
1: was on Pip's jersey? He was just playing zero, wasn't he?
2: Zero, zero, Yeah. Was he
1: double zero? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my next question to you... The uh, assignment where they had to stand up in front of the class and give a presentation, what mm-hmm. was it meant to be about?
2: Asian culture? Asian culture, that is correct. It was great where, so Stan just goes, you know, it's bringing down society or whatever. A minus. was hey, <laughs> love lot sort of talking about. You know, Carman's obviously put some thought into his
1: thing about Simon and Simon were brothers on the show, but not brothers in real life.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I must admit, well, I, I need to revisit Simon and Simon. I always love the theme music for that. Now, 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 down, 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 I don't even know what Simon <laughs> Simon, Simon is. Oh, Simon Simon is like a um, a PI show from the. I think it ran for like seven seasons or so in the eighties. And okay. I think. I think, yeah, the characters were brothers, but they didn't look anything alike. Yeah, but they just got up to, you know, various sort of shenanigans. It's one of those 80s PI shows like Hardcastle and McCormick or Jake and the Fat Man or just
2: mismatched dudes. Mismatched duos, yeah. The regular odd couple. Solving
1: crimes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) My next question is what grade does Cartman get for his Summon Summon review? Oh, did he get a D? D minus.
1: D minus? Oh, God.
2: I, I hated when I was in school. I hated the minus aspect to grading. It's like, either give me a B plus or just give me an A. Don't fucking, like, the A minus was like rubbing it in my face saying, it's pretty good. Not quite good enough to be an A. Like, fuck Mm. off. Just give me a B plus then. I don't want an A minus. It's just shit me.
1: I hated it. No, that would suck. That does suck. You're right. Uh, Your next question? My next question. What is the name of the female dog that uh, they try to, that they use to try to, cure sparky's homosexuality hmm. it's
2: very french oh fifi fifi it's fifi ooh la la Love that he pins it down that just takes an necklace. my next question is what is the show that interrupts jesus
1: oh is it marty's movie reviews
2: correct yeah
1: yeah they kick ass <laughs> according to carbon
2: we don't get those shows anymore the movie review shows
1: no then no, they no, no, <laughs>
2: They've all moved to oh, YouTube do- and... I said, we do go on YouTube, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're all over YouTube.
1: <laughs> They're really all over YouTube. Uh, <laughs> my next question to you. What is the name of the Middle Park's mascots? What's the
2: name of the Middle Park mascot? Uh, uh, Enrique? Enrique. Enrique the horse. Poor horse. They have to blow up an animal in every episode, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my final question is, what was Big Gay out cooking? Carrot cake. Carrot cake, correct.
1: Mm. My last question mm. to you, Dando. Who are the oppressors of
2: homosexuality? Uh, according- Nazis, one. Mm-hmm. Republicans. Yes. And something church-related. What is it? It's Christians. Christians, okay. I was going to say Christian. I thought that's a bit... Just in case it's wrong, I don't want to say Christians.
1: <laughs> I think it means fundamentalist Christians more than anything else. But It's a broad church, as they say. But yes,
2: Christians, Republicans, and Nazis, oh my... Oh, my. Yeah, oh do my. good, oh, my. All hmm. right, that is trivia for Big Gay Big Gay Boat Ride. We'll be right back after this short break with our review. Are you tired of listening to people talk about something and would just rather hear two losers talk about nothing? Well, look no further than Talking Science Foul, our podcast discussing every episode of the number one show of the 90s. Talking Science Foul is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date of Big Gay Hour's Big Gay Boat Ride was September third, nineteen ninety-seven. One day before I turned nine, one day before I
1: turned older than that, no, two days. <laughs> well, before two I days,
2: because tu- you're the fifth, right? That is correct. So the episode kicks off with the kids at the bus stop, and Stan's dog Sparky arrives. What kind of dog was he? Is part Doberman, part wolf? That is correct. What? Yeah, and Stan says he's the toughest dog in the mountain in all of South Park. And Cartman refuses to believe it because Sylvester. Everyone knows that's the toughest dog in town. <laughs> just <laughs> just tw- tw- twitching homeless dog over in the street there. Uh, then he, he's going to kick his ass. Well, no, he doesn't kick his ass. He certainly he does mean, something to it though. He's doing something to his ass. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't just show it, but I think there's more humour in not showing it. I think there's more humour in showing the kids' reactions. Absolutely. Yeah. And their, their description of what's going on, because like ah, oh, I know what they're what they're getting at <laughs> there. Ha, 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 ha. So then, uh, Cutton points out that dog is a gay homosexual. Sylvester runs off, all upset and sad. do Not be sad, I think he's more
1: confused. But it's like I didn't,
2: I, I didn't see this going down that way. <laughs> but they point out Stan's dog's a homo. And we're gonna, I just say, by the way, we're going to be using terms in this podcast that we don't agree with. But it's just what they say on the episode. Okay, that is correct. Yes. I think if you've listened to this episode, you're expecting it anyway. So we're now at school and Chef is getting the kids ready for the, is it the homecoming game? Is that what it is? That is correct because yes, <laughs> doesn't cover. What's homecoming? Yes. What's Biddle Park? <laughs> <laughs> Just remember what I taught you. That football is like making love to a really beautiful woman. You can't always score,
1: but when you do, it makes all the trying
2: worthwhile. He has to always compare everything to making love to a woman, doesn't he, Chef? Like, he does. Football's yeah. like making love to a beautiful woman. Sometimes you, sometimes you score. Well, you don't always score, but when you do... Whew. Ooh, it's worth the effort. <laughs> Pip here doesn't have a helmet. Of course he's British. <laughs> <laughs> just bad luck for Pip. <laughs> he's just catching it from all angles, this poor little bugger. So the kids are they're terrible at the game. They don't hike it. They're just taking forever. And Jimbo Net. Uh, Jimbo and Ned arrive wanting advice. But what were you mm-hmm. going
1: to say? John? Do you understand any of the codes that they use in, in American football? Anytime you know you see like um actual sport or dramatized sport, there was like 42, 68, hut, hut. I'm like, I'm presuming these are codes for various plays. Like, yeah, you know, when I say 42. You're going to go over to the right, and I'm going to throw the ball to you, or something like that. I'm am I'm displaying my absolute ignorance of American football here and sport in general. But uh, I'm always, yeah, I'm always a bit sort of um, baffled by that, and whether people are just sort of calling out numbers, or you know, using to distract something, or I don't know.
2: The way I see it, I could be wrong as well, is that every team has their own playbook, and the numbers mean something different to every different team. Okay. So they know a particular set of numbers means this play. Because otherwise, it's easy to crack by another team, because if a team yells out two or three numbers or whatever, yeah. then it's like, okay, well, if they yell out that again, then we know what they're going to do. So they just yell out, 42, 74, 48, like, like, all these different random numbers, it's too hard to process. Yeah. I would, pre- I would
1: presume they'd already sort of worked out their plays while they're having a huddle.
2: Yeah. But maybe, this is, re- maybe <laughs> this is just a reminder, or maybe it just sounds yes. cute. Cool. As I say, it's also just fun to go, 32, <laughs> <Yeah>. 43. <laughs> it is, isn't it? But they're terrible. One thing I didn't uh, expect in this episode was that Stan was actually a genuinely like star quarterback. He's actually really good. I think he might be the best of a bad bunch. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> kind of like uh, Keanu Reeves in The Replacements.
1: Correct, yeah. Oh, Shane Falco. I remember reading some interview with him where he's saying, why would, why would I
2: pass up an opportunity to play a character named Shane Falco? Come on, man. <laughs> the a great name. I, I love The Replacements. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember going to the movies and watching it. It was fun. It was silly, but it was fun. I don't remember a damn thing about it. I saw it, but I don't remember much about it. It's just a yeah, typical sports, but
1: you're not a sports ball person. That's true. <laughs> I fell asleep halfway through Ash, through Ash Barty the other night, so yeah.
2: Very passionate about your country. <laughs> <laughs> but the kids, like I said, the kids are just terrible. Stands like the... the Best part of a a shit bunch. Jimbo and Ned arrive asking if they've got a chance of beating the spread, which is 70. And Stan does the good pass, and that's enough to convince them to go to the bookies and lay down their bets. Practice then finishes. Sparky arrives. He always comes to watch Stan practice. At the end, he always comes to see him, walk home with him, starts humping the other dog, Rex. (laughs) I just felt so sorry for that. the owner of the other dog. He just looks so traumatized. What the fuck is that dog doing to to my pup? I don't know if it's akin to your dog getting into
1: a fight. And I think every kid thinks their dog, my dog's the toughest dog or my dog's the best dog.
2: Well, compared to my dad, you always think your dad's the strongest man in the world. My dad could kick your dad's ass. Imagine, yeah, imagine seeing, you know, your dad get his ass kicked by some other, some other dude or, you know, your
1: dog losing in a fight. And then on top of this, like, well, this isn't so much losing in a fight as, what, what's happening here? What are you doing to my dog? <laughs> Mess with your head a little bit, I think. <laughs>
0: I'm sure glad my dog isn't gay. Yeah. Maybe you should name your dog Sparkett Stan. <laughs> gay dog.
2: I thought by the end of it, these boys were going to get their comeuppance for being douchebags, but they never do, do they? They never do. And I,
1: over the course of more episodes, yeah, that, I think their purpose on South Park is just to sort of mutter, <laughs> that's gay.
2: We're now in class, and Cartman's doing his report on Simon Simon. Not about Asian culture, which you're supposed to. So then, Stan's like, "I'm not ready either. Just make something up, like Cartman did." <laughs> I like, Agent culture has plagued, plagued our fragile earth. A minus. <laughs> so, Mr. Garrison he's a closet homosexual. He's racist. Just got a lot of a lot of bad stuff in his system. But I feel sorry for him. Like he's got so much pent up anger. Like if he was, just, I know he does become openly gay later on, but here he's just such an aggressive person, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he's clearly internalizing what he thinks. People would think about him if he was his true self. And he's taking all that in and then he's shooting it back outwards. So, yeah, it's uh, a
2: tough time for Mr. Garrison. Stan asked Mr. Garrison uh, what a homosexual is. And he's come to the right person. I guess guess you came to the right person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Garrison, can I ask you a question? Of course, Stanley. What is it? What's a homosexual? Oh, well, Stanley, I guess you came to the right person. Sit down. Stanley, gay people, well, gay people are evil. Evil right down to their cold black hearts, which pump not blood like yours and mine, but rather a thick, vomitous oil that oozes through their rotten veins and clots in their pea-sized brains, which becomes the cause of their Nazi-esque patterns of violent behavior.
1: It's a terrible, terrible thing to say, and I think anyone with a smidgen of awareness of the world and the people in it will go... Okay, well, yeah, this guy's clearly demented. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, there are people in the world who actually view things that way, and yeah, maybe even in such graphic terms. It's a, it's a damn shame I, is what it
2: is. I'm surprised they didn't push that, that. They obviously would later on. I can't quite recall. I haven't revisited these early episodes for a long time, but I'm surprised Mr Garrison wasn't called out for that behaviour. I, I know Chef said, oh, you know, you're gay. She said, no, I just do it to pick up the chicks. Yeah, but I, th- I thought by the end of this one they might have had Mr. Garrison, maybe Mr. Garrison and Big Gay Al converse with each other or something. And I don't. Know, I, I guess there was enough good
1: faith assumption on the part of Parker and Stone in the show that you'd recognize that. Oh yeah, this guy's an idiot, or this guy's uh, spouting ha- hateful rhetoric, and you know is no yeah. one to um, admire. Just just laugh at him because what he's saying is so ridiculous.
2: That's, yeah, that's the my joke. Take being, on it the anyway. joke being in this is that it's, it's so ridiculous that that's the joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I love the way he says, go outside and practice football like a good little heterosexual. <laughs> so the kids are now, uh, they're getting off the bus. Cartman's bragging about how good he was in the field, but he's still hanging shit on Stan. Sparky then arrives again, this time with a pink scarf. We never find out where he gets the pink scarf from. I've no idea how that's happening. Maybe he's. Um... I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, he must be going to visit Big Gay Al. But no. He hasn't. Like, so, where the hell is he getting the pig's scars from? I think he's just sort of ripping
1: shreds of fabric off dresses from various clothes hangers or clothes lines. I mm, think. Possibly. Although he's anyway. showing remarkable dexterity for a dog in, in, <laughs> in, in turning him into a bandana around his neck.
0: Sit, Sparky. Good boy. Now shake. Good boy. Now, don't be gay. Don't be gay, Spark. Don't be gay. Did it work? I don't know. He still looks pretty gay to me. Hey, Stan, your dog been to any pride marches lately? <laughs> yeah, maybe you should take him to a Barbra Streisand concert. Stupid <laughs> little gay dog.
2: gay dog. Uh, Jimbo and Ned then go to bet uh, $400 on South Park, the South Park cows. I thought it was the cows and the cowboys. <laughs> uh, everyone else uh, starts betting on the cows as well that they're going to beat the spread. And um, they threaten Jimbo and Ed that, you know, you guys better be right. So they come up with a backup plan to make sure, just in case it all goes to shit. And they find out here that Richard Stamos, John Stamos's older brother, is going to be singing Loving You at the Halftime Show. <laughs> uh, it's funny, reading about this episode, they chose um, Stamos because they
1: hated Full House. Apparently, Parker okay. Son like, oh, Full House is just the, the example of the worst shit you could put on TV. So they used Stamos as a result, sort of trying to take the piss. Later on, they met John Stamos like, this guy's really cool. <laughs> yeah, apparently he's, a, apparently he's an absolute champion. I mean, he's, a, he's been working forever. He sort of shows up on hundreds of shows. He'll be a star on some of them, or he'll just join the cast. I mean, he joined the cast of ER. I think they were like, uh, we've yeah. lost Clooney. Maybe we can sort of fashion Stamos into a uh, a bit of a Clooney. I'm not sure how well that worked out. But, you know, he's on some Disney Plus show now, playing like a basketball coach or some shit like that. Had the Fuller House reboot. Yeah. He's barely, he's barely aged. Oh, yeah. God, he'd be...
2: Would he be sixty or he'd be nudging let's his won't well, be late fifties you'd think at least, right? At least, yeah. John Stamos, let's google him. John Stamos is currently fifty seven years old. Yeah. And for a while there he was married to
1: supermodel slash actress Rebecca Romaine best known as Mystique from the X Men movies. Mm.
2: So, yeah, so Richard Stammer's is going to be singing Loving You. That's another <laughs> one of my favourite moments later on when they're doing that, ah, like with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. So we come back and Sparky has found another scuff. Damn it, where have been finding these things? It's, it's a surprise that that didn't lead to anything, because usually they don't have any mm. loose ends like that in a South Park episode. But they introduce Fifi, pins her down, steals her necklace.
0: Who cares if your dog is gay? Maybe it's not that bad. No way, dude. My mom says God hates gay people. That's why he smoked the sodomies in France.
1: It's clear that Cartman is getting all his bad information from either from directly from his mum or as a result of his mum's neglect, and he's just
2: watching shit TV or just getting. There's no filter at his house. <laughs> Kids then all think that Mr. Garrison are. No, maybe, maybe Mr. Garrison's wrong. Maybe, you know, because Stan points out that he, he says that they're all evil. No, maybe he's, maybe he's wrong. Maybe they're all fine. So then they. Watch uh, Jesus and Pals. We got the call about the guy with his ex-wife. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what does he say? She hasn't yeah. mouthed off in days. Everything's better. She hasn't mouthed off since. <laughs> <I'm talking. laughs> Jesus clearly gave him terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> that we won't go into. But, uh, oh, by the way, uh, thanks for uh, dying for our sins. That was really nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Stan then calls up. and Jesus is about to give his opinion on homosexuality, but he's interrupted for an episode of marty's movie reviews which cartman appreciates uh,
1: and i really appreciated that whole cutoff thing because parker and stone clearly know they could go up to us they can approach the line they can maybe like stick a toe on the line but they can't go too far over the line so if they actually had jesus saying you know what homosexuality a-okay by me you would have had someone sap so
2: much- wouldn't exist anymore South <laughs>
1: wouldn't, uh, yeah
2: that we
1: we didn't have quote unquote cancel culture in 1997, but we did have people who were writing letters to the editor or <laughs> who have just discovered this wacky thing called email, and they're sending it to Comedy Central saying, you showed the fame, Jesus, and there'd be so much backlash. So I think even Parker and Stone, who are renowned for going there, know there was only so far that they
2: could go, and, but also make a joke of it as well. So it's pretty clever. Oh, 100%. The Simpsons did a similar thing with a guy saying, the meaning of life is... Cut to end credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sparky then uh, overhears Stan ranting and raving, saying how embarrassed he is of his dog, and he runs away all sad.
1: Now, this is a really, yeah, I mean, this is a really, as you said, sad moment. I imagine this is pretty much a representation of a lot of gay folks who probably split from unwelcoming environments, whether it's their own family or a circle their of friends. or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're a teenager who's come to terms with your, uh, with your sexual orientation, you might be... You might have a circle of buddies who probably think you're the best person ever, but you will make unconsciously anti-gay remarks. Just say, "Oh, that's gay." Think, "Oh, well, look, my friends probably aren't going to accept me because they're saying shit like this." Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is. I think this episode is a lot more sensitive than you would than you would imagine from an episode titled "Big
2: Gay L's Big Gay Boat Ride." So, but now at football practice, and <laughs> chef's trying to teach them how to hold football. Hold it like mm. you hold your lover. You spank it ever so gently. Be naughty with the football. Uh, Poor Pip suggested maybe, you know, one of the other players could have no helmet today. (laughs) I'm sorry, Pip. (laughs) Yeah, I just love (laughs) the complete denial of common sense
1: and human decency just for the sake of it.
0: (laughs) What we want to do here, Carl, is put a trigger on that bomb that makes it go off at a specific moment during halftime. And what moment would that be? Well, John Stamos's older brother is all set to sing Loving You during halftime. We want that bomb to go off when he hits that high F. What high F? You know, loving you is easy because you're beautiful. do 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 Ah! Sorry, sorry, so you want the trigger on the doot-and-do? No, damn it, the... Ah! Ah! Uh. Ah! Ah! <laughs> do you doot got doot it. All right. Yeah, okay.
2: Stan then can't concentrate because his dog is gay. He's really sad. The chef points out, you know, you can't teach a gay dog straight tricks. And then Mr. Garrison interferes. We get the conversation here where Chef thinks that Mr. Garrison was gay, but he tells him, no, I just act that way to get chicks, you dumbass. <laughs> but Spikey's not arrived, and this is concerned Stan because he always comes to see him at the end of practice. Hmm. Can't suggest maybe he's going shopping for some leather pants, which is such a stereotype of nineteen ninety seven, isn't it? It is. But, but but the thing is though, I'm gonna be honest, when I was a kid, the only real representation of homosexuality on TV was vision from the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras, which was men wearing tight leather clothes and revealing outfits from women walking down the streets. That was the only representation that I really had. The only, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, the bulk of
1: representation was very stereotypical. Even if um not characters on TV, but actual personalities on TV. Like Uncle Arthur on Bewitched, who was very, very queenie, but they never actually said, oh, this is my gay Uncle Arthur. I think it's Uncle Arthur. Or am I thinking of Glenn Robbins from the comedy company? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or, you know, you had uh, judges on on talent shows or whatever who sort of had that very "Mm," thing going on. It's like, okay, well, clearly they're... (laughs) quote-unquote, the gay one, even if they didn't sort of come out with it. So, yeah, I mean, and that was the representation you had. It was usually a bit more flamboyant and larger than life. Ellen DeGeneres is kind of a bit persona non-grata now because apparently she was a real bitch behind the scenes. (laughs) Sorry, that was me putting my Garrison voice on. Ellen had her, um, her sitcom just titled Ellen in the 90s, and for a while, you know, she wasn't out as a lesbian. But I think maybe midway through the show or something along those lines, she... Her character, Ellen, came out and also Ellen came out. And that was on the cover of magazines and that was viewed as a real sort of game changer in a lot of ways because, you know, she wasn't stereotypical or she wasn't sort of playing up the uh, the archetype. She was just Ellen. She wore comfortable clothes. That's
2: pretty much it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think um, this episode of South Park and possibly also that episode of The Simpsons you mentioned earlier are... Uh, taking that and running with it as well. Yeah. Good yeah, Because it, this sort of leads into you know, something I've got down here after this whole scene where uh, Sparky finally shows up at the big gay animal sanctuary. And you meet Al for the first time. And, of course, he's incredibly stereotypical. I mean, he's got sort of the high-pitched voice and the lisp and all the affectations and the way he's dressed and all that. He's basically every stereotyping one person he is also the sweetest and most accepting person yeah we've seen to date in this show it's sort of having your cake and eating it too in a lot of ways because i mean yeah he really is steering into the super. thanks for asking but at the same time he's like yeah everyone's welcome at big gay alcentra it's like that's dope that's fantastic
2: yeah it's, <laughs> it feels like oh it just looks like a great place to be you can just be yeah. who you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Sparky, so Sparky arrives at Big Gay House, Big Gay Animal Sanctuary. He wugs him in because nobody's going to oppress you here. He's just, he's so positive and just so uplifting, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah it's amazing. And I get the feeling if I was, um, I don't know if this is insensitive or just wrong head
1: of me to say, but if I was a gay kid watching this episode in 97, say I was like, you know, 12, 13, younger, even, sort of like, I think I might be a bit different than other people or what society calls the norm and i saw this episode where it's like hey you know what there's a place there's a community where you're welcome you know all this kind of stuff you can be who you want to be It'd be like that's dope i hope i hope i hope that's real and i hope i can find it i hope i can find my yes, version I,
2: I want to go there yes yeah i want to go to there <laughs> stan stan is very sad because uh, sparky is missing and he suddenly can't play he just he doesn't want to do it he's just he's way too sad he's lost his best friend Jimbo and Ned then sneak into the school into Middle Park to put the bum on Enrique the horse, who felt sorry for Enrique was shaking in fear after he heard the plan. I was like, "Well, oh, yeah, okay." <laughs> Middle Park then arrives. Did you notice you have all got flags in the crowd? I Whenever I see a flag now, I you. <laughs> flags. Uh, but Chef is nervous because Stan is not there. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Pip, you know, he's, I love that. well since Stan's not here. May I use his helmet? I'm sorry, Pip. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't catch a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Kyle is now going to be the quarterback, and this is where we start getting all the really offensive lines from the commentator. One of which was apparently censored out. Yes. Um, which we'll get to. But, uh, Garrison's annoyed. Why is that Jewish kid playing quarterback? <laughs> but Jimbo noticed that the horse is already, so he's, he's still. Like, the backup plan's there. But if, all, if shit goes down and stands on here, at least we can blow up the horse and kill all the team, and <laughs> game's over.
0: Hi, little fella. How are you doing today? Fine, how are you? I'm super, thanks for asking. My gay dog ran away and I was wondering if maybe he came here. Well, let's see. Come on in. Do you have lots of gay dogs here? We have all sorts of gay animals here at Big Gay Owls. Over here we have a gay lion. Roar. And we have gay water buffalo, gay hummingbirds. Here's a gaggle of gay gooses. Hi fellas, it's so super to see you. Wow, seems like the animals here are really happy. Of course they are, silly buns. It's the one place where gay animals can really be themselves. Do you like to dance?
2: It was actually a really great way of explaining tolerance, wasn't it? This oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I was this kid, this kid who didn't really have an opinion on homosexuality. He was just his opinion was being forged by people whose opinions close-minded or incorrect. Not yeah. not, not wrong, just close-minded. Yes. He was finally able to see it from a different perspective and he went actually and actually make his own opinion. Which was, in my opinion, the way he should be. Just you know, more open and accepting of people for who they are. And animals. <laughs> yes, and animals. It was actually clever to use animals, I think. Yeah. I think, I think people were more accepting of having the dog going around Absolutely. Be, being homosexual <laughs> as opposed yeah. to just a, a gay character, or a human character. Well,
1: true. I mean, look, how many kids' books, I mean, not kids' books, but literal children's books, are there where animals are standing in for... For humans, in terms of family dynamics, mm-hmm. in terms of just and explaining behaviour and how the world works and all that kind of stuff, it's like a family of bears or a turtle going off an adventure or some shit like that. You can clear, you can tell I haven't read any children's books. <laughs> but,
2: yeah. um, although a turtle one, I would probably read. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually—I feel like you could actually show this to maybe year seven students or something. I like reckon guys so. To you tolerance. Yeah, yeah. I think there's, those, there's, have... those, there's no swearing. There's nothing like that. It's no, just... I mean, there's a bit of, as as is pointed out, politically incorrect humour. Which... Yeah, but that, but the, the joke is that that it is politically incorrect and they shouldn't be saying this.
1: Yeah, yeah. You need to have a <laughs> a wise and tolerant teacher sort of steering the kids Disclaimer. through. This is what. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Acting as a bit of a that's th-
2: what they're doing. That's not cool. All right. Just so you know. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's funny to laugh at it because it's wrong. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back at the game now. And Cartman is the guy. I don't know what the player is who sends the ball back. But anyway, he farts in Kyle's face. <laughs> Causes Kyle to fumble. And then we get the first. I haven't seen a beating on like a second one. I haven't seen a beating like this since Rodney King. I just love, yeah. That is it Frank? I can't remember the other guy's name. Is it, uh, I'm not sure who it is. But dude, that is not cool. But Jimbo tries to reassure everybody, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Stan then finds Sparky in the animal sanctuary. says, don't worry, mate, we're going to work on making you not gay together. Stan, Sparky stops walking. Mm. And he wants to know what's going on here? And Big Gale explains, you know, I'm to, I'll, I'll, actually, know what? I'm going to show you something. mm then Pip gets completely taken out. I haven't said an Englishman, take a blow up that since Hugh Grant. I thought you would have appreciated that one. That line was pretty funny. <laughs> that was zing. <laughs> See, that's not being racist or anything. That's just no. a topical thing at the time. Yeah. Go cut the blowjob from a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> he owned up to it. He accepted it. The world moved on. That was on Hugh Grant.
1: The beating of Rodney King, that's on the cops. That's not on Rodney yes. King. So, yeah. No one was hurt in the making of that blowjob. <laughs> I think everyone came out a winner. I'm, pr- I'm sure Divine Brown. Uh, I think I think Hugh, Gra- Hugh Grant's career came out with a win. It It did, actually, because I think he was viewed as this very charming, bumbling Englishman, but also a bit neutered. Oh, that Hugh Grant. Oh, he's sexy. It's like, oh, no, he's just the kind of, oh, I, I, I just think you're adorable. It's like... Oh no, he's just another saucy Englishman who likes getting a hummer. <laughs> <You
2: know? Yeah. laughs> and- or as or as Agnes would say, a gummy. A gummy. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just think because he owned up to it, everyone was like, hey, he's just like you and me, he likes getting his dick sucked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It really it, it really was well played by Hugh Grant because he even steered into his sort of persona when he was like, oh, I really feel just terribly embarrassed, <laughs> you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like, okay, yeah, we're getting the best of both worlds here. You know, he's, he really is that kind of charming, bumbling Englishman, but he's also, he likes a bit of a walk on the wild side.
2: Didn't the interview start with just, what were you thinking? Or it something? was Jay
1: Leno, yeah, on The Tonight Show. What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And that's that's actually great work by Leno, because it's honestly what everyone was thinking. Yeah, you didn't even have, have to ask the question, because everyone already knew what the question was, yeah. To get explicit with it when something is implicit like that is actually, it's pretty neat comedy, and, and just, and yeah, very smart on Jay's behalf.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome aboard the Big Gay Boat Ride. On this adventure, we'll be seeing the world of gayness throughout time. You see, gayness has existed since the beginning of time. From the Egyptian pharaohs to the shoguns of Japan. Uh-oh, look out, it's the oppressors. Christians and Republicans and Nazis, oh my. Oh, oh gosh, that was close. Okay, let's steer our big gay boat out of here and into a place where gays are allowed to live freely.
2: The world of gayness throughout time. Yeah, from uh, what Egyptian pharaohs to Japanese shoguns. I think it's even before then, I think it was like cavemen, wasn't it? And, and cavemen as well. Yeah, yeah. So back at the game, Kenny gets decapitated, so we get our you kill Kenny, you bastard moment. At least let us scrape him off the field.
1: <laughs> I love how in the early episodes when Kenny gets killed, rats always show up really quickly. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you see it much later on, and I think they stopped killing Kenny after a while, but
2: at least early on it was always the minute he's dead, rats. <laughs> but it's one of the reasons to watch the show for me as a kid anyway, finding out how Kenny was going to die this week. True.
0: We're all gay and it's okay Cause gay means happy and happy means gay We're not sad anymore cause we're out the closet door It's okay and to be gay So, what do you think, Stan? This a- kicks ass! I'm sorry I tried to change you, Spark I just didn't understand
1: Isn't this precious? I just love that, I thought it was so fun It's really good Big Gael is just a great ambassador
2: for quote-unquote, his people Yes, just... Not just homosexuality, just tolerant of people in general, regardless of who they are, what they do.
1: Yeah, that's the, he's, not, he's not even sort
2: of throwing a lot of hate at the oppressors. He's just like, uh, oppressors. We'll get away from them, don't worry. They, they, they just don't quite understand. They will one day. Yeah. <laughs> but Stan now understands, and he's starting to see the world through a new light, and he realizes, oh, I've been misguided all this time. Then it's time for Richard Stamos to sing Loving You. Unfortunately, though, he can't hit the high F. That was a great twist, wasn't it? A great twist. (laughs) Can anyone
1: hit that high note, though, apart from the lovely Minnie Ripperton, who sang Loving You? Yeah. She had, like, um, I think it's like a four-octave range or something along those lines, but something insane. Yeah, four-octave range. By the way, her daughter is Maya Rudolph, um, who fans of Saturday Night Live will remember. She's also married to one of my favourite filmmakers, Paul Thomas Anderson. Quite a good singer herself. So, anyway, there we go. That's a little bit of a side note. But yeah, fun facts. Fun fun facts with Guy.
2: Could you could you
1: hit that high note in "Loving You"? Loving you is music no. as you're beautiful.
2: What, what's the highest? You, what's the highest you can go? Try and do it. Sit back from the mic a bit and try and do the highest pitch you can do.
1: Do 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 do. Ooh. No, I can't.
0: Ah.
1: I can't go any higher than that. Do do do. do. Oh God. I don't think that was high so much as it was just loud.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think it was woke up in the neighbourhood. Oh. Oh, yeah, I can't do it. I think it was peaked the microphone really bad as well. But Gay uh asked or big Gay I should say, asks, Stan, do you want to stay here and have some toasted cheese sandwiches? I heard that and went, I could really go toasted cheese sandwich toasted cheese sandwich right now. A toasted cheese sandwich is- is there ever a bad time for a toasted cheese, for, for a cheese toasting? No, I it never is. I, I like throwing some uh, tomato on there as well. As do I. He says, you know, make sure you tell everybody that there are gay animals here who need homes. <laughs> so we're now, we're now back at the game and we get there. I haven't seen this so many children molested since, and it cuts away. Apparently, although this has apparently never been confirmed, it was since Michael Jackson's been to town. True. This is a bit of an urban legend, but...
1: Um we all like a good urban legend every now and again. Speak of urban legend, I haven't watched that film since I was younger. Worth going back and revisiting or not? I was just thinking about that myself. I remember thinking, well, I remember seeing the first urban legend and thought, eh, this ain't great. The sequel, Urban Legends Final Cut, is actually not bad. It's not okay. really, not much, it doesn't have much to do with Urban Legends, which was kind of the hook of the first one, that people were oh, getting okay. killed in the way of Urban Legends, but uh, I remember the second one being actually really good. I may have to pay a revisit. I don't know if there are on any streaming services or anything like that
2: or whatever, but... Um... Yeah, I've got it on Blu-ray, I've just... Yeah, I haven't watched it for a long time. Yeah. Ah, cool. Uh, but anyway, enough about Urban Legend. We're back at the game <laughs> and everyone is angry because, uh, because the, the kids are getting just destroyed. Stan mm. finally arrives and he's happy because he's got his best friend back. Jibber then prays to Jesus, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> we then get another offensive line, one that the people at Comedy Central were not impressed with. Mm. I haven't seen a juvenile like that since Poland, 1938, right. reference mm. to the Nazi invasion of 1939, actually. <laughs> so I guess, was that, was that kind of their way out, I guess, because it wasn't the same time? Maybe. Right I now. mean,
1: I think Parker and Stone have been very vocal in saying, Yeah, look, we're not taking the piss out of these tragedies. We're taking the piss out of thoughtless, careless sports commentators who will throw in stuff that they don't understand when they're making
2: analogies or comparisons. So Stan helps the team. They get that uh, touchdown they're looking for, 73 to 6, I think the end score was. They beat the spread, and then they ask for Stan to do a speech. And everyone's happy with him talking about sports. And he says, (laughs) it's okay to be gay. And they're not happy about that at all. (laughs) He Then explains uh Big Gale taught me all these things, and he goes to show them he wasn't actually there at this moment, I thought sort of thought it went oh, but what about all the animals, but then all the animals are there, yeah, and everyone's there, and the thing is all the owners are now accepting of their pets,' like, oh, I've missed you, I've missed you, come back yeah. home, everyone's happy. Big Gale actually does exist, he's actually there he fl- <laughs> you know his job there is done, he flies off in his uh in his suitcase. <laughs> And then Richard Stamos comes and he finally gets to nail that high F, blows up Enrique, end episode. I love that they gave Richard Stamos kind of like an
1: a, the look of an anime character, you know, with the big yeah, eyes. Yeah, it, was, and all that it was
2: different to a South Park character for sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was a really nice ending. Everyone was more accepting. or well, not everyone, but people more accepting. They've taken baby steps towards a more tolerant, open-minded society. Yeah, I think it was important that they didn't end the episode with them sort of just making a joke about homosexuality. No. Homosexuality was never the punchline in this, which I thought was no. good. There were jokes
1: with a gay theme or gay flavour, but the no, the uh, the gay characters were were
2: never, yet yeah, the butt
0: <laughs>
2: of the joke. Which is why it surprises me when, obviously we do the Simpsons podcast as well, they had the episode Homophobia, and they pushed this message, and then episodes later, they're back to making homophobic... Jokes again. I was like, "Did you guys not learn anything from the yeah. last episode?"
1: Uh, my take on that, and I've said that in episodes about that in the past, is that I think a lot of creative people thought we'd reach the stage where it's like, "Okay, we're all in on the joke now, so everyone can be the butt of the joke." We're making just as many jokes about you know, white people drive like this, and then you know, you make a gay joke. It's like it's a level playing field. It's like that's a noble intention. But I'm not sure we're all the way there yet. I think it's very much sort of
2: peaks and valleys. To me, you watch this, this aired in 1997, and watching the Simpsons as well. It's just, it just feels like Trey and Matt were so much further ahead of the curve. This is than pretty much yeah. the Simpsons as were. This is kind of a textbook example of how to do it, or how to do yeah. it right, if you ask me. You watch homophobia now for me. I watch I think of homophobia and it just feels so much more restrained than what mm. this one was. This one just came out and went, "No, it's okay to be gay." Oh, yeah. The Simpsons were like, "It's okay to be gay." Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean,
1: we've talked about how Simpsons episodes post the, you know, release of South Park and I guess Family Guy as well, said, "Oh, well, let's push the envelope a little. Let's be a little more edgy with our humor. Let's be a bit racier or a bit saucier or whatever." and not quite getting, particularly in the case of South Park,
2: why it works in, in South Park's case. So all in all, Big Gay House, Big Gay big Boat Ride, uh, a fantastic episode. I can't believe these episodes are so early in the show's run. It's amazing. And Trey may have said that this is one of, if not their favourite episode of the first season, mm. and it's easy to understand why. It's just 20, well, how long ago now? 24 years later, yeah. and it still could be used as, like you said, a textbook example of how to handle, to explain tolerance to, to a younger audience.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: All right, Mr. Davis, that is our review of Big Gay Big Gay Boat Ride. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to rate and review us in the iTunes store. Check us five stars and uh, leave us a few kind words. We do appreciate all the reviews that have come through so far. Don't forget, if you want to get this show uh, a few episodes early, just going to be a 4 finger discount patron. It's patreon.com slash discount where you also get early access to all of the other shows that we do Talking Seinfeld Fourfinger Discount The One About Friends and much much more You also get access into our exclusive Facebook group where you get to banter with Guy and myself on a daily basis monthly Zoom calls prize draws and much much more Next episode we're going to be reviewing An Elephant Makes Love to a Pig <laughs> I've got nothing to say about that <laughs> <laughs> But Mr. Davis do you have any final words for our amazing listeners?
1: Well, you wanted a podcast about South Park? I guess you came to the right people.